And now, detailing success in PNS Double Black present the Rennie Doyle Podcast, a podcast for blue-collar entrepreneurs. Hosted by the detailer of Air Force One and founder of both Detailing Success and the Detail Mafia, Rennie Doyle. What's up, guys? God, it seems weird. I just got chills. It's been so long since we've done one that it's like yeah, I kind of sure got, I kind of got, got nervous. You know, it's like wow. So, <laughs> how y'all doing? So, I've got some special guests in the house today. So, uh, Chris is naturally here with us, right? So, good morning, Chris. You're going to be up here uh, here shortly. I'm, I'm here. I'm I'm trying to get us all arranged in a way that makes sense here. Yeah, that's works. cool. And then we got William Lara out of Florida. He's a good friend. I'm going to kind of explain uh, this topic's going to be being memorable. And so we're going to talk about that. Um, I've got uh, – so, William, welcome. We're going to talk about Appreciate how we met, some memorable mo moments. There's a lot with William. Yes, sir. Uh, never ends. <laughs> I've got some uh, – we are teaching a five-day, so I've got some students. A lot of them are back there uh, finishing up and getting their breakfast and coffees and bringing them over. So you're going to see them – kind of migrating back and forth during the uh, podcast for those that are watching it. Uh, and then uh, Matt. So Matt with Dynabraid, you're going to have to come in. And, and we, uh, we both have super huge heads, so we probably can't get on the screen at the same time. Um, I think his, his matches his body a little better. Mine's like a Mr. Potato Head, you know. Five foot eight, a big head. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. We should have Matt on, and uh, and I, I'd be the odd man out. You guys all got big heads, all three of you. Yeah, it's yeah. That's uh, yeah. I I can't say what I want to say. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's what she Let's said. PG. Uh, oops, I let it slip. Uh, anyway, funny. so hey, it's good to be back, and uh, I'm gonna go through. And again, uh, we met. We've uh, mentioned this. We'll probably what we'll do is is Chris. Do not let me forget. These guys are going to be kind of they 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 were here a little late last night, um, and I want to make sure they get some food in them. They've got a really big three days in front of them. We're going to have to we're a little little behind, so I'm going to push them hard. Uh, so before we adjourn, we're going to introduce them. But right now, let's go ahead and jump into this. And so, you know, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's been a great week. We've uh, again talking about being memorable. Uh, and what that means, uh, just a few of the topics that I want to cover today and, and kind of put a twist to each one of them here down in a bit. So grab a coffee, uh, grab a pen and paper. I'm all about notes. Uh, but now just a, a little is I, I like to break things into even numbers and I like to kind of, it's the, the kind of, uh, uh, organized renting side of me of the search and rescue and military. Everything's, you know, everything's laid out, right? we got a system process. So, you know, let's go through these very quickly, and then we're going to go into them in depth. We're going to open it up to uh, with Matt, with Chris, and with William as we get into this. This is really important because being memorable um, is something that a lot of people aren't thinking about. Most small business owners, they're not even thinking about it. But yet, I think it's probably one of the most. People think about being memorable about looks, and that's definitely part of it. But uh, honestly, it's personality. It's perseverance, and you can go ahead and just have a seat so you're not hovering because that will make me really nervous. You'll see with Matt and I, if people are behind us to the side, we get real nervous. Ask your dad about it because of his background. Oh, yeah, it's just we get a little, we get a little, you know. That's funny. You'll see us go off the rails a little bit. But, you know, a lot of people don't think – they think the wrong idea about being memorable. So I'm going to run through this great list that I kind of went through last <laughs> night. And I, you know, I went through – I wanted to see what artificial intelligence would say about it a little bit. I put my own notes, but this is kind of what I broke it into of being memorable is greet people real warmly on the phone and uh, text and in person. Definitely. Um, the thing that's missing in, in, in today's world is in person is everybody wants to do everything electronically, but yet the best relationships and being the most memorable is going to be in person, whether you're talking to them or right in their face. And then re rem this is a really hard one. Number two is a really difficult one for me. And, and I'll get into some strategy on it here in a minute is remembering people's names. It's really tough. And the, the first thing I asked all of our students, there's four students and intern Matt's here representing Dynabraid and helping out and definitely interning and mentoring. But one of the things that we do is I tell people, Hey, I gave him my phone number out to text me. And I said, what was one of the first things I told you to do when you texted me? Name and selfie. Yep. I, I need a selfie is because I can put your face with the name. And if I say that 10 times for me, it's there. I'll remember it. Use, use your, 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 your confident body language and drop the dang phone when you're talking to people. 
don't look at your smartwatch. It, it's just, just don't. You got to get rid of your phone when you're talking to people, but use that body language. Now, believe it or not, is our phones are part of our body language. Is that, that I call it, it this thing is either a jet propulsion system or, or it's an anchor, depending on how you look at it and how you use it. If you use a phone the right way or smartwatch the right way, it's going to take and propel you into space, both in life, business, relationships, everything else. Um, be a good listener. This is a serious skill is to listen in, tap into what people are saying. I've got friends of mine that are they, they pick up on things that I just I just don't pick up on. And I'm using them as mentors and coaches in their ability to, 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 to listen. Follow up on previous conversations. This is something that I'm really good at. And I'm going to go into this in depth. I'm not going to give a little hint away. I've got a really good, a really good strategy for all of you guys to use when it when it when it talks about this. I've used this in every aspect of my life already. A couple times we used it in this training, and I saw a couple. And then we got some young people in this training. All of them are in. I mean, it's you're probably the the, the grand. Yeah, you're the you're the oldest at 31. So that tells you we have a young crew, which I love. Um, find commonalities with people. That's a big one. And being memorable, uh, have a positive attitude is your attitude. It goes back to, you know, greeting people warmly is that I can tell by a person's tone when they speak to other people on the phone, if they're going to, if they're going to hit maximum potential. Now, most people don't have thick enough skin for me to coach on that. And so they, I wish I could shake that into them is that that positive attitude is absolutely everything. The way you greet people, the way that you respond, your body language, something that's a joke to you is not funny to other people, okay? Uh, being serious and direct. A lot of people say, I'm too busy. I just got to be direct. It's insultive to, to some customers, okay? So you got to be really careful with that. Who taught me that was my old-fashioned Italian mom and grandma, is that I had that drilled into me from a really young age. Um be ready to talk about diverse topics. We've had some amazing conversations this week in training. Is is I've been able to nerd out like a, people, a lot of people don't know that, man. I do you guys expect me to be all nerdy about a couple a couple of topics? Not at all, right? Doesn't fit. The looks don't don't judge a book by color, right? And so it's the same with you guys. I didn't think that, you know, and so to be able to nerd out with these guys about some really cool stuff that a lot of people just don't know I have an interest in has been a lot of fun. And it comes back to being very diverse in your topic lines, you know, and these, this group has been one of the most diverse groups we've had. It's been a lot, a lot of fun. And then um, also is to be active community wise, industry wise, life wise um, is, is that this, this simple thing of, of, of being active in the community, being active in your industry, being active in other people's businesses, meaning helping them find business. Okay. So a friend came by, we just got done. We did a remodel in our backyard or in the midst. It's probably 80% done. And they're saying, wow, where'd you get all your trees and shrubs? Oh man, I, I pushed the company. They're great. Right. And so uh, last night I was talking to my buddy and he says, yeah, I just went by there. And I said, did you get some? He goes, I, I basically asked him, what did you get? And he says, I just spent four grand. I felt good. You know why? Because I gave another family business here that we know real well I gave them the ability to, to, to buy Nikes for their kids, to, to take and go on vacations, is that I feel a little responsible for giving them the ability to having a better life. I want them to have a better life, just like I want to have a better life. And so I love seeing people sharing their business, and they smiled. Well, guess what I got right before we come on the podcast? The owner texted me, and she says, I can't thank you enough. Simple words. That was really, I get all teary eyed. And then um, number 10 is practice proper courtesies and manners. This should be number one because we live in a society to where a lot of people will blame the young bullshit. There is every sector from newborns to people just about ready to exit out that are just freaking rude and mean. And so we're going to go over that. So before we start with this today, you now I kind of introduced our, our guest. But what I want to do now is we have an extra time. Everybody's kind of settled in. Man, you guys don't didn't bring food. Oh, you did bring food. We got a little food. We got <laughs> coffee. So I'm just going to have you guys come up here. There's a little green line. I'm going to switch it over to the camera. 
all of you guys come on or one time gather in real tight so you guys can only introduce yourselves real quick okay just look at the green come on up come on don't be shy don't be shy get up here get in there all at one time okay so go down the line and so we can get chris can you see everybody we got everybody uh, yeah, looks like we do yeah, pretty good when when they each introduce themselves just have them step up okay so what we'll do is just kind of the front. We're going to go right here, our intern. Sergio, go for it. Hi, I'm Sergio. Um, I'm from Southern California. Uh, I have a shop down here in Rancho Cucamonga, just right down the hill. Um, been in business for five years, and just I'm interning this year. So. Right on. Doing a great job interning, too. Young man. Hi, hello, everybody. My name's Dylan. I'm 20 years old. I'm from Palatial, New York. Um, been at it for about two years. Challenge on my own company. Just take the details. Yeah, right on. Looking forward to it. And, cool. And, and Dylan, Dylan loves air travel. Yeah, he loves air oh, travel. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucks. Anthony Carrera, thirty-one, Clearwater, Florida, and I'm the detail specialist. Been in it since 2017, full time. Cool. Welcome, I mean, Anthony. Started as a hobby. Right on. All right, young man. I'm Taylor. I'm 21. I, uh, I'm the Wax Wizard with my brother here, and uh, that's that's what I got. Cool. Come on I up, buddy. I'm Connor Casey. I'm 19. Uh, I'm from Wax Wizards out of Cheyenne, Wyoming. We're just getting started. Cool. And um, can you say freedom? This kid taught me something the first day, first hour. So pretty amazing. So, all right, go have a seat, guys. It's pretty cool because we figured out one of you guys, they had a long career at UPS. Chris will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it already happened, Chris. It happened day one. You know, it happened day one. So there you go. So, hey, let's jump in and have a little fun. Is that, you know, and, and, and again, um, the, I'm going to go we, – we've been absentee, and uh, I would say I apologize, but I don't because it's been good for good reasons, is um, – um, this is going to be a little emotional. Is uh, most – many of you, if you haven't heard of Boomer, you know, our dog, um, you know, if you're new to the show or maybe just don't catch it all the time, is uh, we lost Boomer two months ago today, eight weeks ago today. And I just want to say thank you for all those that uh, reached out to us. It meant a lot to us. Um, we miss him. It was tough. Um, right behind that, I was just recovering from that. And Rip, my horse, and I had a pretty uh, a pretty bad accident. And so I'm lucky. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Um, I decided at a flash of a second that uh, Rip and I weren't going to die. Thank God we didn't. It could have been, uh, you know, really bad. I was rushed to a trauma center. And uh, luckily, with God's grace, and uh, and thank God for lifting my whole life, is is I came out okay. Uh, I've got to have a, I've had a couple of follow up procedures. I got to have a, a surgery on my jaw, but I'm good to go. Uh, I was back on him uh, 24 hours later, and so uh, he's okay. We're okay. Air Force One. Uh, I took it was really fun. We had a we had a, it was the 20th anniversary, and uh, I took a trip up and camped out along the way. A little more rushed, but then on the way back, I took a whole week. And did overlanding all the way down through uh, Washington, Idaho, Montana, uh, and in northern Utah, and it was a blast. Um, with that, we introduced with Matt is Dynabraid and myself. Dynabraid introduced the Rene Doyle series of polishers, the first in the lineup, and uh, we've been really busy. Defender uh, PNS Double Black Defender was accepted and used on the aircraft we preserve at the Museum of Flight up at Boeing. That's a big one. Uh, we're really excited to see how those planes look uh, in another few months, in six to 12 months. Uh, trip home was amazing. And then uh, next week, we're actually having a leadership course here in Big Bear that is going to be all based on uh, search and rescue and military-type activities and relating all those activities back to business. Uh, it's not hardcore. We're not going to go out and march them or anything like that or get in their faces. It's low stress, but um, there are going to be some pucker factors involved. And so uh, Chris is excited because he gets to partake. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. And so you're going to be more thrilled is you're going to come out with a smile. So uh, it's the first of these. We want to do one. We're thinking about next year doing an industry one for the industry. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. But it's It's going to be a lot of, 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 of fun. You so know, today's are, what's I that? was going to say mixed in all that, man. We had a, a handful of coffee coatings and profits events we did, we did, which had us on the road. I mean, there, there was a lot going on, which we, just made made making the podcast happen it did well, we did 17 we did 17 events plus two five days in in two and a half months so we were we were all over the place plus air force one 
all the things we just mentioned. So we, we, we kind of had to put some stuff to the side burner to get stuff done. Um, so yep. good point. So we uh, rested up. I feel good. Chris, when you went on vacation. You're up in northern Idaho. Did the road trip. Did you come down through 93 in the Bitterroot Valley? Yeah, I went, uh, spent a week in Coeur d'Alene. I, I actually stopped and visited uh, uh, Zach Bernal in our, in our group up at his nice. shop there, too, for a little bit. Went to go say hi to him. But I uh, spent a week up there. Did some cool stuff. Went on a side by side uh, for for a, a day back in the uh, was the Panhandle National Forest. That was the highlight of my trip, and uh, and yeah, we took uh, ninety three through the Bitterroot Valley. Um, I don't think you knew this, but did you know that that takes you um, to one of the uh, filming locations for Yellowstone? I did not. Oh, wow. Yep, right by the uh, right by the main ranch, the one with the big white the big white barn and oh. the big ranch house was right there. I was, I was following this guy or behind this guy. And I'm like, man, this dude is lost. What is he doing? And I saw him pull over. And when he pulled over, I saw why he pulled over. And it was because he was looking for the, for the filming location. I'll be dang. So, well, so now that we know you just heard my horse's name is rip. He was born before and named He's third generation rippers is his name. We call him rip for short. But when he's in trouble, like when he steps on my face, uh, we call him Rippers. And so uh, he's not named after the show. The show is named after him. But he is not mean at all. He's a big baby. Matter of fact, that day we had a pretty bad it was kind of share um, is that we were up. Uh, I was asked to, to join uh, the local uh, search and rescue mounted division. And so I went up and represented the National Guard. My wife's on the team. Um, I've been with San Bernardino County. Uh, search and rescue for many years. I took a little ab uh, leave absence to do some some stuff with the military, and uh, we we're up. We just taken off, and um, we got on a hillside. Rip was having a little bit of a hard time. He didn't like some of the crevices. There's some really because we had a nasty winter. So as pilot error, as 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 the pilot, I should have calmed him down and got off of him and kind of kind of worked him. But I wanted to see what he would do, what his reactions were. We've been in that situation before. So he got a little nervous, and when he jumped over the the, uh, the crevice and creek bed, he did with so with a lot of energy. I was fine at that point, but what we didn't count is the horses. He's pretty big, and he was around horses that aren't quite used to him. And he's a sweetheart, but he is intimidating because he's big. And um, <laughs> they knocked down some rock fall, and it came down and hit us. And um, I did great on the first jump. The second bunny hop uh, – I was going right, he was going left, and I came down, and his front uh, right hoof landed on my face, uh, ended up on my chest, and then his back uh, hoof ended up on my rib cage. That must have hurt. <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I got up, I spit some pe uh, teeth particles out and uh, did a body check and no head trauma. No, I didn't – felt my Bingo. jaw was probably fractured or broken. Um and uh, was a, we're a little worried about, you know, ongoing issues. So we, we were too, we were at, kind of out, not really in the middle of nowhere, but back where we couldn't get any reception. So we, I, we self-rescued, got me to a trauma center. They were getting ready to fly me out. And uh, they did a CT scan and x-rays and blood test. And uh, the, 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 the trauma doctor came in and said, I can't believe this, but um, you don't have a, a single broken bone. Uh, you got a lot of facial soft tissue damage. Uh, some nerve damage and uh, really torn up uh, rib cage. Uh, and we don't know how you're walking still because your back and neck are like are just facing the wrong directions uh, just from all the excitement. So most likely I had a, some um, jaw prior jaw damage from a hard landing from a lot, a lot of years ago. I've tried to have it fixed a couple of times. So this made sure I'm going to go get those things fixed now. And so, uh, here we are. That's what happened. So, hey, let's <laughs> jump right into this, man. So today's world, small businesses, where so many of us are cookie cutter, especially in service businesses. Me too, me too, me too. Everybody duplicates. They got the same lighting systems. They've got the same, you know, the, the same type of reels. They've got the same. I mean, it's just it. you look at one service provider and you, you kind of see 90% of them is just nothing really stands out. And, and you got to remember, I say 90%, that's because 10% of the businesses are doing 90% of the profits. And that's across the board. It's not just in service business, it's across the board. And so you're seeing a lot of that. So is I, I like to see that a small percentage of the entrepreneurs out there now, they're really developing key relationships. They're developing cultures, even the one or two 
person shows and they're developing relation uh, reputations that are really, really standing out. That's what we, you know, we're building our companies up even now is that we want to have those relationships, that culture and the reputations. That's what I'm after. And so really what we're going to talk about today is doing that. Now, a little funny story about William is William and I met down at Mobile Tech. And then the next year, is that correct? When we went out on the patio? Um, no, it was actually the first year. Um, oh, was it? Right when we met? 2017, yeah. So, you know, William is memorable is that, you know, I've got ADD that's developed into ADHD uh, as an adult. Uh, William's got, a, if you could go like ADHD times 20, uh, <laughs> you know, he's got a, he's got an incredible laugh. But we set out and he, he said, hey, I've got a great cigar for you because I do enjoy a good cigar every once in a while. I'm really sad right now because I can't can't have any cigars because of my 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 pinning uh, procedures. But um, we sat out on the patio. I took a couple minutes. I said, you know, I like this guy. And uh, he tried real hard. OK, he tried real hard, not too hard. You ever see people, they just try too hard. Does that make sense? They're too desperate is that, you know, is uh, William put the right touch to trying to build a, a friendship, a relationship. And I said, you know, I'm going to go have a cigar with this guy, take a little break. And William was pretty it was a pretty cool time, wasn't it? It sure was. You know, talking about member was one of those, you know, moments that like I was I just can't forget even if I wanted to, you know. No, it we sit out there, we talked, and so we took the time to get to know each other, you know, and it was really, really special. And um, so let's go over now. We're gonna get we're gonna get Matt, Chris, and 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 William engaged in this next section. And so let's go through those 10 items number by number. So number one, greet people warmly on the phone and and text in person is I always say this. I've said this on several episodes. I've said this at events. Being nice and friendly is free. It costs nothing to have good hospitality is that when I see bad service at a restaurant, it's almost it's like pointless. It's it's so easy to offer somebody a smile. Even the worst customers in the world, the meanest people, is that offering a smile if anything, is going to make you feel better. And so I don't get it when people are short, especially in service business, especially small business. Being negative, aggressive, or short with others is the quickest way to reach the bottom of your industry that you can go. Is that if you don't have the right tone and the right outlook, is that you might not even realize it. You probably don't. But the second you do is that you need to change it. Now, a true friend. This is another part of this. This is something that we've got a problem with in society big right now. Is that I recently had a talk, a heart-to-heart -heart with somebody I care great, great, greatly about. Is that they're offline from their normal self. I know this person. I know he's got great respect for me. And I've got great respect for him. And I shared some facts and I shared some things I'm seeing. That man didn't get defensive and start canceling me out. He stood up, shared with me how disappointed he was in himself and how grateful he was that I was bringing that up to him. And I saw instant change at that very freaking moment. Now, most people won't take that constructive criticism. You are the asshole for trying to bring them up. You got to remember 90%. The difference between, I've said this to you guys, the difference between me at being 57 and you being at 31 is I've been young before. You haven't been old yet. Okay? And so I know some pathways. Now, there's some older people. There's some more wise people that aren't very wise. So if they're giving you bullshit, there's a difference between bullshit and wisdom. And you got to be able to cut that out somehow. But right now, unfortunately, everybody thinks it's bullshit and their way is the only way. And they're reinventing the wheel. And it's a quick trip. It's a quick trip to hell. Why do I say hell? Because you're going to struggle. You're not going to stand out. You're going to take and, and, and you're going you're to have opposing forces going against you. And relationships aren't going to come easy. The biggest thing I want is less stress 
and 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 virtually no friction in a relationship. Does that make sense? So that's that great pe- greeting people warmly makes sense. Matt, anything to add? Yeah, I. Um, they got gotcha. you. What I like to do, Mike. Yeah, what I like to do is establish when I meet somebody is establish a trust. If they feel that they can trust me, they feel that they can open up um, by establishing that trust. But also means that I'm not the know-it-all. I have to be humble and listen. And I think being humble is something that we've all forgotten how to do is accepting criticism or accepting questions or anything that, you know, be open to it, be humble, be, uh, be approachable and you will gain the trust of the individual. And then you'll establish a relationship that just keeps on growing. Yeah. William. I think Matt nailed it there. I think the key factor is just to be humbled and build the right relationships. You know, yesterday I was visiting, you know, quite a few locations and I've noticed that all these people just need a lending ear. You know what I mean? They need somebody that they could talk to and ask, which they don't have. Yeah. So it's like, if you could just build a relationship, everything else just comes along the way, you know, down the line becomes a dominoes effect. But I feel like, you know, Matt nailed it pretty much on that. Now, Chris, you got anything? Well, I come back to when you um, when you first started talking on this top, you know, item number one here, um, you know, especially when it's on the phone, right? Uh, what is it they say? People can actually he- hear you smile, you know. Um, and I'll, you know, I'm I'm the first one to admit that sometimes that's not always easy for me either. But uh, but you could definitely tell a difference, you know, when you when you first uh, start that communication with someone. And here's the biggest thing I'm going to tell you right now is that can help you with what Chris just said. If it's not easy for you sometimes and you get caught up and you feel yourself kind of being stressful with customers or people is that go join Toastmasters. And tell them, I need you guys to put me in a stressful position. They're going to teach you. It's not going to be instant. It's going to take you maybe years to take and, and, and gain that grateful attitude in your speaking. It, it changed me. As a kid, I had a chip on my shoulder because I was a special ed kid. I had a learning disability. I had all these different things. And it wasn't really a chip. It was a, a lack of confidence. And what they taught me to do is just be cheerful in who I am. And I really glass half full. I'm, I'm, I really want to do that. Happiest place on earth. These are all terms that I use constantly within, within our team and within our group. And, 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 and I believe that in, to my core. I want to be a happy person. Naturally, I'm very fortunate because I am a happy person. Um, we've all had things. We've had periods in our life where things have happened. And for the first time in my career, you know, I went on that cancel culture thing. I got nailed, right? And so many people were so afraid to come out. And I'm going to talk about a couple people here, a couple, a powerhouse couple in the industry, the Davises, is, you know, Kevin Davis says it like it is. And that guy's a, he's him and Michelle are the gentlest people in the world until they until you make them not. And he won't get rude, but he will defend people's honor. And I like that. I think it needs we need that back in the culture because people are so afraid that once they defend somebody else, that they themselves will be canceled. And it's true. But you know what? At some point, you just got to say, fuck it. I'm going to take and stand up for what I know is right. And that's man, I'll tell you what. Since it happened to me, I had no problem going and defending somebody. I just shut somebody down. Somebody came to me just recently. I was telling you guys and say, hey, did you hear about what's and such? I don't want to hear about such and such because they're not here. Is if you got wait until CMR or, or Mobile Tech and pull them up next to me and you can tell me in front of their face. Shut them down right then and there. I don't want to hear rumors. Don't want to hear it. Even if it's first found facts, I don't want to know it. Unless they're there because there's the other side. You know, and that person they're talking about is actually a really good person. And I don't know their struggles are facing if they did do that. And I don't want to know that because that person doesn't know the struggles or the wars they're facing right now either. And so so I shut it down. Number two. Remember- hey, real, real, real fast before you dive into number two, you just mentioned, you know, the glass half full, glass half empty concept. Uh, I was thinking about you yesterday because I saw a meme that uh, said if you're the glass half empty kind of person, just pour the contents into a smaller glass. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And, you know what? And go day by day, man. If you're struggling with stuff, I had to learn that. 
And, and really what I've done is you said something Matt earlier is you've got to be, you've got to get to the point where when, when these, when, when things happen to you or people happen to you, um, is you've got, it's got to be on a, what'd you say about the duck? It's water off the duck's back. Yeah. Cause a water, a, a duck repels water real well. Right. It just let, let the shit off you. These people don't count. Listen, is all of us think the spotlight's on us. Oh God. People are, you know, it's really not, they're going to attack you, but really it's about them. Is is it's not about you. They're threatened by you, uh, or they're threatened by their own shortcomings. Okay. And some are really threatened by really short, short shortcomings. Remember, kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Okay. Number two, remember people's names. This is a tough one for me. And so the first thing I do is when I meet somebody and they're gonna text me, and I say, Hey, make sure that you send me a picture with it. Why? I identify their face. And that helps me remember their name. The other thing in conversations is that you'll hear me repeat their name several times. If I can say their names 10 times when I meet them, I'll remember their name for life. And so once, once I've got your name down, is you can say somebody's name that trained with us 10 years ago, I remember them by their face. I remember the name. But the face and the name together, boom, it's, 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 rock, it's rock solid. Number three, use confident body language and drop the dang phone. Okay. The eyes tell a story as does the head. If you're, here's the thing is those that are listening, aren't going to be able to see this, but if I'm listening to you and all of a sudden I go, what did I just tell you? My, my eyes look to the left and I looked around a little bit and my breathing, I took a breath because I was frustrated. I'm not into you at all. So if you're over here and somebody's in front of you and you're thinking about what you're going to eat for dinner tonight, or you're thinking about the car that you've got to take and put PPF on, and there's somebody in front of you, you just lost them. Especially if it's me. I'm a people person. I want to connect. I have to connect. On everything in my life, I've got to connect. Uh, this is a weird kind of conversation is that when I was young, I wasn't a hoe bag. I just did, I didn't like that aspect because I had to connect with people. I had to like them. Once I liked them, okay, I was a little hoe bag, but that's okay. But my point was is that my friends would go to bars. I didn't like that. That, that scene. It just didn't offer me what I needed in my life as a really, really young person. I'm talking teens. And in my adult life, I still coming back is coming back on my trip as I'd pull over and I, I, I'd have lunch and, and, and I didn't mean to. I didn't know where I was going. I knew I was heading to Idaho and I knew I was going to Sandpoint and then I pulled up my what's called my, my, my Sartopo and I said, okay, where's the, where's the wilderness access? Where can I get as far away from everybody as I could? Well, I, my truck's a full-size overland vehicle. I got to be a little careful, right? And get myself trapped. So I got back on this road in, in Idaho, and I got back, and I said, okay, it looks pretty wide. So I blew up the map, put it up on my big screen on the, on the ram, blew it up, and I said, no, I can reach that. So I spent the night with not – every single night I camped out, I didn't see another human being. But when I pull over for gas, I always tried to say hi to somebody. And during my saying hello is one, one of the cool stories is I pull into a, I hadn't had uh, any like normalized cooking. You know, I was cooking for myself. I loved it. And so um, I pulled into a restaurant and um, um, Cracker Barrel. So I was in, I just pulled into nice. to Montana and there's a guy and a lady and the guy's probably 10 years older than me. He's walking away from a 65 Chevelle. You don't see a lot of 65 Chevelles, first off. And as he's walking away from it, he's looking at it. He's going all around it. And I said, that's a new car to him. And so I parked my truck and I walked over towards there. I had a bottle of bead maker in my hand. And I said, I said, hey, man, is this a 65? And he goes, yes, man, you don't see many of those. He goes, you don't. I just bought it. He was just, I ended up having lunch with them. I gave him a bottle of bead maker. They bought my lunch. Diane sent him a whole kit. Of, of, of different manufacturers' products. We sent them Defender. We sent them Express. We sent them Dy Dynamic. Awesome. I mean, and so it's funny because he texted me or he emailed me last night and he said, hey, I just wanted to tell you that I went and bought it on Amazon. I love this stuff. So not to only make a friend, we made a customer. And so is that by doing that, is that I had the right body language. I came up, I wasn't creepy. We, we enjoyed a meal together. I, I did that. I pulled into Bla uh, to uh, uh, Blackfoot, Idaho, and there's a horse 
tethered to a tree outside of a restaurant. So I walk in and I see the gal. She was not typical. She had an amazing story. Her horse was cool. He's a Mustang. So a rescue. She went and got him from a glue. Basically, he's going to go to a glue factory. You guys that don't know horses, to tie a horse up to a tree outside of a busy restaurant in, in, is pretty cool horse. I had an amazing lunch with her. I bought her lunch. She had an, we were both special education kids. And she realized that kids with, with, with ADD and ADHD and all these different uh, struggles really relate to horses. So she's got a nonprofit that takes and takes these horses, brings these kids together. She rescues the horses because she donates the horses to the families. She finds the, the, the places, the, the, uh, the ranches for boarding that will donate the, the boarding and the food to the kid. So the horse costs the family nothing. The feeding costume, the only thing that, that she says she's working on is getting vet care taken care of. That's the only thing she's missing. I said, what's your foundation? So she told me. I went over there right then and there, $100. So your body language, these people were a little st standoffish, but I was warm with them. And I just wanted to learn their story. And so that's what you got to do is crossed arms. This can mean a couple things. You got your arms crossed now. You're not angry. Crossed arms can be a couple things. For me is you're kind of a bulky guy. You're not a small guy. I, there's sometimes my arms aren't comfortable, right? So I bring them up. For me, it's not an aggression. You got to be able to know the difference. So I have a lot of people in, in, in a class, and, and I've had people tell me, wow, the one guy I said, cross arm. No, he's relaxing. That wasn't as stressed out. You got to be able to read that. And, 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 and with backgrounds, you get to read that kind of thing, you know, is your command presence. You know, in, in the military and law enforcement, they call it a command presence is you're going to learn this presence. You'll have a commanding person. Matt, I know he's big, you know, he's big. And, and, and sometimes just his size will be intimidating, but he's a big puppy dog. And I've gotten to know his, his is what's aggression to other people is relaxation for him. And so you got to be able to do that. Breathing. This is a big one. I watch, <laughs> I watch people's breathing. I can see when like right now your breathing is really mellow. I, I, I can tell just by one up and one down of a chest if he's agitated or if he's mellow. I'm going to be watching you guys as you guys taking new, new things with the tools and stuff. What's the level of anxiety? And then I got to figure out a way to bring your anxiety down. Teasing's one of them. And by the way, I've teased him a lot. It's because I like you, you know, and believe me, all of you got it coming because I like all of you. Um, and then being occupied with your phone, your smart watches. It's such a distraction. It's, it's, it's rude. It's rude. And let me tell you, it's not young people. It's my brother is 12 years or no, hold on. How old is Brandy? Eight years older than me, my middle brother. I, I hate it. He's the worst. You can't get him off his damn phone. <laughs> you know, he can't get him off his damn phone. And so, you know, I have a tendency of looking at my watch because it's a smart watch. It goes, with something new, and I've got to learn. I either got to turn it off or learn to ignore it when I'm in front of somebody. Because what happens when you do this? You look at your phone. Most of us, I think you're checking your time. you got something else to do. When somebody looks at their, their, their watch, that's what I think they're doing because that's of my era. What do you guys think when somebody looks at their watch? If you're having a discussion and all of a sudden they do this, what's your opinion of that? I think they think, how much longer is he going to keep holding me here? Okay. How much he's keeping you home there, right? It's a time issue. Would you agree? It's a time thing. And so doing that is you got to get that. And I'm telling you, that's a problem I got. This is one of the problems I got to work on on myself. Number four, be a good listener. This is a serious skill. This is a skill that you got to develop over and over and over throughout your, your growing years. As you get older, believe it or not, you guys got the attention span of a nap when you're younger, some of us. Uh, my attention span's challenged because in like William, William's attention span is, you know, a goldfish has a attention span of 7.5 seconds. William's got about a second and a half. So <laughs> you're taking this picture, you know, his first year on Air Force One. How many times have we had to tell you to look at straight ahead, William? Uh, quite a few times. Yeah. Quite so, a few times. you know, here's the thing, though, <laughs> is that we tease him with it, but I can relate to him, right, is that attention span. So expanding the attention span is, is really important, right, is that you got to be in, in listening. What is it? Is, is it's, it's your attention span. It's your attention. It's putting your attention on somebody else. Here's the thing, though. 
is own it when you talk too much. I point my finger at me, okay? Own it. Own it. Realize when you are, and then shut yourself down, okay? I, I've had to learn that. Um, also, knowing when to talk <laughs> is a big one. You know, there's a dog. I've got yeah. There's a dog in camera. He, he's he's yeah. He's a little spoiled. We found out that Jesus, homeboy, wants to eat constantly, and and he's everybody's friend as long as you got food. Um, That's funny. Yeah, but it is here's the other thing is is that is that it's I, I've got this new saying and I wish I heard where I could give this credit is does it need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? And does it need to be said right now? Ask yourself that. Now, I, again, remember in this, if, if somebody attacks somebody else and the other person's not there, I don't attack that person. I just shut them down. Now, that person that is trying to gossip, because that's what it was, is going to feel really uncomfortable at Seamer on Mobile Tech because I'm going to grab the other person and him and say, okay, you started telling me a story about him. He's here now. Why don't you tell a story? That person's never going to do that again because that person doesn't want to say it in front of that person. That's what we as a society need to do. Shut this bullshit down. And it's until we until we stand up and do it, you just got to be strong enough to say, uh-uh, don't talk about somebody unless I press. You know what they'll do? They're going to respect you. The other thing, if they've got the balls to talk about that person when they're not there and they feel comfortable enough saying that to you, they're going to talk shit about you when you're not there too. So shut them down. They're going to remember that the rest of their lives. When the next time they go to gossip, they're going to go, they're going to think your name just for a flash of a second. And so own it. Be a good listener. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an, if you don't use a skill, it's a diminishing skill. It's a skill that will go away. Okay. And so is I've had to learn it in all aspects of my life. You know, all aspects. But I think I, I think it goes back. I think it goes back to the topic. You know, going back to one, three, and not four. You don't know the impact you can make in somebody's life or day just by listening, being positive, and just building that relationship with them. You know, it, it could be a domino effect, and you never know what it could lead to. I, I love that. I love it. So number five, follow up in previous conversations. I, I'm going to give you my best buddy. I've mentioned him a lot of times, Rich. Rich is. I, I love this mm -hmm. man. I, I love him with – we've been friends since we were, we were early teens years. We played sports team. I, I adore him. I adore, the, I adore everything he's done. I, I adore I – I did the ceremony and married his, his wife and, and him up in, uh, in northern Utah uh, uh, two months ago today, uh, same day that, that, that Boomer passed. Um, I just adore this guy. I'm not kidding you. Is he, would be, he would be deployed somewhere, and I'd be doing my thing. We would go to – usually no more than two years without seeing each other, we could pick up on a chess game that we left from two years ago and know exactly what piece we touched last. Him and I will get together. Like when I was coming back from Air Force One, I had to drop down through northern California, or northern Utah. I camped out on the, the very, very upper, almost up towards you guys, you know, in Wyoming. And as I was coming down into close to him, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a helicopter pilot, so his schedule's a little. Call him up, and he goes, are you coming out through Utah? So he knew where I was. Right. I said, I am you home because I'm home. I said, let's go do lunch. We we were having a conversation at his wedding on the weekend and we picked up on the conversation without even saying anything right where we left off. We don't even need to finish conversations because we know the next time we see each other, we're going to finish the conversation. Does that make your customers are the same way? So I had a friend. I told you guys, I got a friend that's their family's facing something. Uh, they're going to lose a, a, a key family member, you know, is, 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 is got a disease. And I told these young people yesterday as he popped into my mind and all I could say was, Hey buddy, I'm thinking of you guys. That's all I said. And we had the greatest conversation after that last night, simple. And, and so sometimes being a good listener and then previous conversations and continuing those with customers is remembering. I will never forget what you guys are into. Is we made a connection, horses, dogs, right, 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 right off the bat. Is that we completely geeked out, right? Our connection with is, is believe it or not, I'm not Latino, but I, I grew up in a Latino town, and so some of the things that you say with your family and stuff, I completely relate to, not from experiencing it directly, but from 
being a part of those families, you know, indirectly because they took me in as family. Right. And I even, you know, shared that going to, to Christian's wedding this week. God, it was that magical. So, so, so Renny, are you trying to say that you're part like, like Mexican or like, what? I, you know, I, I, I partially am. They had to have a talk with me when I moved to Idaho. My friends had to tell me I wasn't Mexican. And so it's all different discussion, you know? Um, and then number six is find commonalities. I just talked about that right now. We've got common with your customers. Really? It's kind of, it's kind of personal. You bet it's personal. My best customers, they know about me and they, and, and I know about them still to this day is we've got customers from 25 years ago that are far more than Dave, Dave Morris, my first customer ever, one of my dearest friends in life. I mean, he started out as a friend, went to a customer, stayed as a friend and a customer. There was times he was a customer and not, you know, we had to deal business, right? I adore the guy, you know, you, uh, you, you mentioned it early on too, you know, commonalities, like when you and William first met, right. That commonality was cigars. Right. right. And look what that's led to. And look what it's, the friendship it's led to. And we both have ADD, ADHD, ADHD. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a severe. lot of, <laughs> yeah, severe. Um, we both have huge heads. Um, mine's this way. His is this way, you know, um, but we have all these, these things. So that, no, Chris, it's exactly it. And now that yep. I think about it, maybe you guys are related. We could be, Oh, you know what, son, um, what's your mom look like? Uh, so number seven, <laughs> Number seven is have a positive attitude. Um, I'm telling you what, a positive attitude is addictive right now. You can change a company's culture by having the right, the right positive attitude. Is because leadership will see yours and they will get rid of the cancer. It really will. If you stick around long enough, you can change everything with a positive attitude. Easier said than done. Because when you've got, if you allow any cancer at all is around you, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to gobble up. And soon it's going to wear down in you. And so you've got to be able to get rid of anything that's around you that's cancerous. But that addictive attitude is, is, is it, it, there is no room for negative when you have that outlook. One of the things I do is every day I wake up and this morning I just, my alarm went off early. I sat in bed. I looked at the clock. And I timed it this morning. And it took me three minutes. As I said, my, my little my little prayer this morning, and I, and I meditated on the things I was thankful for for yesterday. And uh, I I was the things I was thankful for, the opportunities I already had. We had a meeting today about the new tool. Uh, just a real quick one to go over. I had this podcast that I had prepared for last night. And I said, these are the things I'm already positive. All these cool people that are around me today, and then this meet this this podcast this meeting I'm already I'm already thankful for the day I don't even, I don't know what I'm gonna say tonight you know I, I mean it surprised me you know so just that kind of outlook you, how how can you have a shitty day my wife last night gave me one of the best compliments ever <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh beavers changed my life. <laughs> At an early age, <laughs> I when I was camping in northern Utah last 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 week, you guys, sh shush. <laughs> when I was yeah, self cleaning beavers, um, I I camped out. The only the only uh, the only friends I had is there's there's a family of, of of beavers that had. I walked up in this big pond. And I went, wow, that's a that's a big it's a big huge deep beaver dam, and then. All of a sudden, I went, holy shit. There was this mama and dad out, literally one of the first swims with this baby. And it would go underwater a little bit and make this little cry. And the mom would lift it up on the on her tail. And they're training it. And I got to witness that. When I called Diane, she goes, Rennie, I've never, we've been married for almost 30 years. And she goes, when, when, I, when I met you, you were so playful. And I was free. I put restrictions. This young man said freedom the first day. That, the deer, the bear, the beavers, is just sitting having a cup of coffee and watching Mother Nature live changed my life. It's for the first time in 25 years, the 10-year-old 
the 20 year old and the 25 year old was saying, good job. Good job. All of you is this is who you are. And I have felt so amazingly positive since taking some downtime and recharging my batteries. Yeah. There's been a couple negative things brought up and I'm like, I go, I listened to it because I had to. And then I went, okay. And it's like, now I'm like, okay, what were they? Fuck. Two months ago, that would have kept me in, uh, awake for three, three, three nights in a row. I can't even remember what they are now. And what I relate back to is the happiness I saw by just the gift that God gave us in Mother Nature and watching the beauty and something that I've enjoyed my whole life and having alone time. I wasn't near another human being. I didn't need to be. I needed to be around those animals and Mother Nature, and they fed me what I needed. It sounds really probably stupid to some people. But it's true. You need it's to just simplistic things in life, you know. It is. It is. And for you know, Williams down in, in Miami, Florida, he's going, What the hell is a beaver? You know? Um, <laughs> it, and so your joy is gonna come from different sources. Mine has always been animals in the mountains, mother nature, even the desert. In the wintertime, the desert's an amazing place to go. It's filled with life and it's filled with beauty. And it can be one of the coldest places you've ever slept in, in your life. So hey, your positive attitude and your outlook is it will change you. It will change others in a very positive way or a very negative way. Choose which one being, being positive all the time can be a challenge. Being negative will kill you. It'll kill your business. It'll kill your happiness. It'll kill your freedom. Choose your, choose your heart. It's a lot. Gotta, of uh, Go ahead. Chris. Oh, I was going to say, we, we got a comment that just popped up a, a minute ago. I can't tell who it is, but it says, William always has a positive attitude. And uh, and actually, I second that. Every time he calls me or texts me, it's always a positive attitude. But I was I was going to ask him how the heck he does it. You know? Man, honestly, it's, it's you know, we're not perfect. We're all human beings. We all go through our struggles and everything. And I feel just trying to change that, that mindset. And, and the perspective of things that could be through a conversation, a message could change everything, not just for the person you're communicating with, but for yourself. So it's like, if, if I could help you have a better day, it makes my day better. And just, I forget about, like Rennie says, about all the other, you know, BS. And it's just, yeah, I just try to live my, my life like that. You know, the second, the, the thing, Chris, to think about this is that I am married to my absolute dream girl. I am. So when I look at things and I think they're bad, I say, okay, I live in the, I live in a place I love. I live in a house. I love, I live with the woman of my dreams. My kids are all independent. All of them. I love my dogs. I love my horses. I love my, my thrills. I love my friends. What the fuck do I have to complain about? I have a home with water, electricity, and Hardwood floors. When I go over and flip a light switch, it comes on. I don't have to freaking light it. I don't have to make a campfire to make my, my dinner. Although that week coming home and having a campfire and cooking, tell you what, I'm going back. I'm going back real soon. So, you know, the, uh, the Joe Walsh, you know, Joe Walsh from the Eagles, the song, uh, Life's Been Good. Yeah always stuck out to me that one line in that song that says uh, i can't complain but sometimes i still do absolutely and you and know when you get listen i get i'm not always cheery i mean i went through I, I would say i've only gotten rude with chris one or two times and all the time i've been together i just was in a pressure cooker i blame other people for putting me in that pressure cooker no i blame me for allowing them to put me in that pressure cooker I should have, as soon as I saw that happening, I should have stepped back and said, eh, 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 that ain't happening. Believe me, it doesn't happen now. It won't happen again. Because the second that I feel that, I, I'm already on it. Maybe a little too much right now. I got to learn to control it, right? But as soon as I feel that, nope, not going there. Not putting myself in that position, not allowing it to happen to me. So let's, let's, let's reword this and get this fixed right now because I ain't going there. Freedom freedom i don't want negative people around me and i want people i like to see people happy and i like to be, see people successful even my competition 
because I'm one of those old-fashioned people that think if my competition's doing good, I can do better. If they're doing that good, I don't get jealous. I just go up to them and say, what the, what the hell are you doing? Jeremy Stevens, Shine Supply, okay, competitor, right? I love to see his post, man. I like to see him happy. I want to see him build a build a multi-million dollar business because mine's going to be bigger because I'm competitive and I'm going to be just as happy or happier. Does that sound competitive? It's competitive in a really cool way. Jeremy and I get together. A lot of people don't know this. And every time we get together, we make each other cry because he's had struggles in life and I've had struggles. And we realize all this bullshit that people do in the industries and stuff like that is exactly that. It's bullshit when it comes down to it. You know, is that I, maybe I got a wicked way of looking at things because I've watched a lot of people take their last breath. You know, we had talked about some of that yesterday. I had a tough night last night sleeping because it brought out some things that I shouldn't have mentioned that I know better to bring up. And I, Diane said I was, I was tossing churning all night because <clears throat> I take it personal, you know, is what I've seen. Most people have never seen that. I don't want most people. It's a burden that I took on that I can handle. And even being as strong as I am, it still at times bugs me. Okay, so your burden is big and everybody's burdens different, although we got a lot of wussies that don't know tr what true burden is. Um, so. Number 11, rude and short with people, I got no room for that, is that all too common. Um, we have the opportunity to be polite. It's free. Is that when I hear people being short, you can say, oh, it's just my personality and change your personality. If you're an entrepreneur, listen. If you make a widget that everybody has to have and this widget um, goes into the hub of every car that's manufactured and they have to have your widget and all you do is want to produce widgets and they have to come to you and you're not a people person, then hire somebody that is, that's a go-between between you and that. But most of us can't afford or do that is we're going to have interactions with our customers, our suppliers, uh, and our industry constantly. You've got to stop being short. You cannot be short and you can't push people away. You got to be a magnet bringing people in, not, not, not bear spray that you're spraying all over people. Okay. You just, you can't be that way. So I, I want to share, I've got some names here and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to end this pretty quick. First off is I want to, I want to thank, I mean, it, it, double black penis, double black, uh, Dynabraid, two major sponsors for air force one. So many, I mean, your company with Megan, you know, getting in um, so many in the industry stood up. This is no longer Air Force One's not a Rennie Doyle project. It's not a detail mafia project. It's an industry project that that project this year, because we brought the industry in, we invited the industry was, I don't know, Chris, what do we, what do we, what do we total expenditures, just money going out 80,000. 70,000? Oh, it's more than that. 100,000? <laughs> yeah. I don't even really want to know. I mean, there's I thought we were supposed to keep this positive. So I, don't, I, don't, I, I still don't have all of the final numbers, but I know it's over 80. Well, even in my trip up, because my truck doesn't get, you know, I spent easily, you know, a couple grand on just fuel, you know, getting equipment up there and then coming back. But the industry, my point to this is, is that we couldn't do it without the industry first off the volunteers all the the mafia members you know that were up there uh all the way from the application a lot of people don't know it but chris and i are turning in next year's application next week is we it takes us really 11 months to put that project together it takes that long it's a big ordeal i mean it's it's big and so we could not do it without the volunteers and, and let me tell you, there's rumors all over the industry. You know, Rennie makes millions of dollars. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the biggest out-of-pocket project I ever did. Is that, you know, Dynabraid and PNS were the main sponsors. Honestly, Rennie Doyle and Diane Doyle were the biggest sponsors. We had the biggest amount invested, you know. And so Dynabraid and I went in partners and we gave, we gave those tools away to each member. You know, that was a partnership. You know, we, we, we gave them those tools and that was a big investment on both of our parts. You know, PNS has done this year after year after year and a lot of companies and so many people, 90% of them were there for the right reasons 
is those people stood up and know, and now inviting them in and people seeing firsthand what it takes at that project and the teamwork and the camaraderie. You know, we have a lot of you guys don't know is that we've got these little, we did it for the first time this year. Is we've got these poker chips and we gave them out when we saw team members doing amazing things. We gave them out and then the team went on their own and you'd give somebody a, 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 a poker chip. And the next thing I know is they're giving it to somebody else that they respected that's doing a good job. And so at the end of the day, we'd have this competition of who had the most poker chips and we'd give them a gift. And it was amazing to see all of a sudden we have a tie and team two would come in Their their One of their team members was in the tie and they'd give them enough poker chips to beat the other person. It was a friendly competition of building people up. It was amazing. And we can't do that without that. Let me tell you people that, 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 that are memorable, Kevin and Michelle Davis class acts. And, and I wish I could name everybody in the industry, but, Kevin and Michelle came to my mind first, so I'm going with them. They're friendly, they're real, they're people of faith, serious entrepreneurs, family, but no BS allowed. They stand up for what's right. They stand up for people. I've seen them do it many times, and I just think that they're they're memorable. Glenn Stearns, I was on Glenn's Become. I just talked to him last week. He's the undercover billionaire guy. I was on the show with him. He started with nothing. I, I thought I started out low uh, on the totem pole. Uh, Glenn started out at one of the lowest points I know of any any entrepreneur that's even become a millionaire. And he's damn near a billionaire. I don't think he's quite because he sold his company. Doesn't matter. He's worth more money than most people ever dream of being worth. You know, hundreds of millions, that's good to me. Okay. But he's a real guy. He's accepted me for who I was. We got in trouble on the set. We constantly were getting shut down. You guys leave. You guys leave. You guys leave. We we're messing with cameras. We we're messing with equipment. It was like two 12-year-olds being let loose on a set where we started laughing so hard. They had to retake a whole session. That shit's expensive, right? And so they're like, Glenn, we're on your dime. He goes, eh, I'm rich enough. Don't worry about it. We got to go crack up somewhere else, though. Um, Vince Smith, one of my local heroes. He's He's a friend. He's a mentor. He's a, he's a coach to me. And he, he started out blue collars, blue collar gets. And he's a self-made millionaire. And he stands up for what's right. You don't get mixed words with, with Vince. If you see something, if you say something about somebody, that's who I learned it from. He'll say, hey, why are you talking like that about somebody when they're not here? Go get them. Then we'll talk. I've seen him do it many times. And this guy's somebody. He was the king of Big Bear. He sold... An investment that was originally under half a million dollars, uh, almost 40 years later, was worth several, 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 several million that he sold. And he's blue cars, blue car gets. And I already mentioned Rich Canino. We pick up on a conversation we had three years ago, no problem. Those are memorable people. Make yourself memorable. You don't have to look a certain way. Matter of fact, the, bet, the more you look and act like you, the better. Figure out your own style. I, God, I went back a lot. This is who I am. I am the closest. I went through all kinds of different trials of figuring out who I was in the industry and how to portray myself. And most of them were complete bullshit because I was trying to figure out who I was. I just figured out just be who I am. And it, some people don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm a pretty cool dude. You know? And, and I'm not saying that be cocky, but I am. If I got your back, I got your back. And I'm going to be a friend. I'm going to tell you when you're fucking up, you know. And I'm also going to be okay when you surpass me. I've got people in this group, in this industry, that are going to surpass anything I did. I want them to. I got bad news. I want them to do it. I want to do it before my ride here is over because I want to see it. And, and, and I don't mind them. I want, I want them to break every record I've done. I mean, I, I've got a product line. I want them to have two product lines. I've got a tool. I want them to have 10 tools. Uh, I, have, I have building and properties. I want them to be, become multimillionaires in the real estate empire. Because I want them to sh just, I want, I want them to leave, to cast a shadow where I can't be seen anymore. But good luck. Because as they get better, they, they drive me to get better too. At no matter what age. Does that race car driver stop racing? Never. Never. 
You know, I've got a special friend of mine that was in my command and I became a general. And he said this one day, I asked him, I said, you know, guy like you, Green Beret, Special Forces, been to multiple, served in multiple wars. Is there anything that scares you? And he goes, oh, yeah. Every time I went on a mission, I was scared to death. And he says, but the biggest fear I've got is becoming non-dangerous to another man. Because he's a warrior. And I said, well, what's the answer to that? And he goes, making you more dangerous. I thought, wow. From a warrior standpoint, that's what his business is. Pretty amazing. William, y'all, Chris, Matt, uh, our VIP guests that are going to go work their asses off now. Uh, we want to thank you. Thanks for having us back. This has been fun. I hope you enjoyed it, like always. You thank have, you for having me. You got it. And, uh, again, be memorable. Come up and introduce yourself. Share <laughs> this thing. Leave us a comment. Email me, Randy, at detailingsuccess.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, but most of all, if you think somebody else would enjoy this, send it over to them. Is we don't splatter a bunch of advertising and everything else over this thing. It's not us. Uh, but you know what? We like to make a positive impact with other people. So I don't care about being given trophies or anything else for podcast. Uh, I just like changing one person's life that listens to the podcast every time we produce it. That's my goal. By the, uh, by the way, real quick, what's a good way for people to find and follow William? Yeah, they can well, find me at Miami Lux Detail Supplier across all social media platforms. And then, Matt, you've got some interesting, so the company, but you've got your own kind of going that you're growing. So how do they get up here and kind of say it? So the, the, I want to uh, see Matt. I want to see Matt. I don't want to hear Matt. I want to see Matt. I mean, he, that. I mean, this is how big he is. I mean, yeah, on right, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but well, I was negative social media before. Now that I kind of got into it a little bit more and, um, with the this whole venture, it's been pretty uh, pretty inspiring and fun. Yeah. And we've been making it fun, and that's yeah. what I think the best part. But that's basically Matt um, Matt Dinerbraid on Instagram is the only one I really kind of do, and mm -hmm. just trying to get out there, spread the word and awareness. But uh, I just want to make sure that everybody just keeps a positive attitude. I mean, it really comes down to is it's it's very infectious if we could just be positive. That's exactly it. And listen, there's going to be times that people rub on you, and there's friction between you. Those times are going to happen. We're no, I, I'm, I've got people that I just don't rub well with, right? And so they're going to say, oh, my God, that guy being positive? Right. That's one person's opinion, and it's just because the rub goes both ways, not one way. So don't think that we're just slinging out here that you're going to be 100% positive all the time. There are people that, you know, if they're on life support, I'm going to unplug it and charge my cell phone, you know? I'm just going to say it the way it is, is that there's just some negative people out there, and we rub each other. I don't wish them any bad. That's just a, that was just a, a way. That's a joke. I'm not going to go unplug somebody's freaking uh, life support. So it's a joke for those that take things way too serious. But my point to that is, is that you're not going to ever be perfect. Don't try to be. And so with that, go out and have a powerful day. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And it's good to be back. And uh, Chris, we'll see you up here, what, in about an hour, hour and a half? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be lucky if I leave in an hour, hour and a half. But, uh, on, but I'll, I'll, I'll be up this afternoon and uh, go take care of a few things here first. Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll see you all next time. And uh, we're going to get to work. See ya. All, all right, right, guys. See y'all later. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Rennie Doyle Podcast, brought to you by Detailing Success and PNS Double Black. Listen to new episodes weekly and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to share with your friends and colleagues. 